Welcome to Game Set Match Up, the podcast where we talk everything partnerships, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Welcome to Game Set Match Up, the podcast where we discuss all things partnerships. Brought to you live from Money 2020 here in Amsterdam. I'm your host, Greg Watts, and I'm joined today by my co-host and CEO of Finder, Jenny James. And please welcome our guest today, Alex Priest, uh, CEO of the world's leading rewards and incentive management platform, Tillo. Alex, hello and welcome back, I might add, for your second time on Game Set Matchup. Privilege. Uh, thank you, Greg. Honestly, lovely to be back and talking to you in this super cool venue. It's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. So what have your highlights of uh, M2020 been so far? So far, I am leading the charge on Batak on our stand. And I'm, uh, there was a 17-year-old racing car driver that does Formula E mm. who thought he could beat me. Think Uh-oh. again. And he couldn't. The old man that's torn, <laughs> turning 40 next year, this year, this year. can still beat 40 him. 40 now? Gosh. Well, 40 in October. We yeah. Well... That's a good good start. That's the highlight. And the parties, you know, if you've never been here before, it's just, there's nothing like it. Mm -hmm. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Fostering partnerships, fostering new relationships, fostering the ability to just connect uh, in this super cool city. Well, that's a lovely start to an introduction. So perhaps you can tell our listeners and our guests who are all around a little bit more about who you are, your background, and and Tillo. Yep. Uh, I'll keep it brief. Um, So, yeah, co-founder and CEO of a company called Tillo. We're an embedded reward, uh, loyalty and acquisition business that sort of powers uh, digital gift cards. Um, so where do I go back? So we're a seven-year-old business. Um, I sort of started my days uh, when I was 16, jumping out of airplanes in the military. I love that. Um, which I, yeah, Hold I that still thought. have a... We're going to come on to that Yeah, well. we'll come on to that, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, found myself into fintech uh, through lots of weird and wonderful ways and a weird and wonderful winding journey, if you will, to kind of get to this place of pioneering the ability for um, scale up some fintechs uh, to connect to 2000 brands all over the world now. So we, we're almost like Stripe, but for gift cards. So we've got open banking providers like Banked through to Revolut, Klarna, PayPal, Honey, Quico, Top Crush, but there's a whole list of 150 partners who we're processing north of $1.5 billion worth of cards through the platform now, which is just crazy to think that um, what we've achieved in such a short amount of time, never in a million years, well, I thought we'd be doing this sort of thing with the team that we've got in Austin, Texas, and also in Brighton and Hove in, in the UK. Um, yeah, I, yeah like, I, I sort of sit within the, str- the strategic commercial bit of product marketing and sales front, uh, the people, back office that's taken care of some very smart people um, in the business a lot but I enjoy the I enjoy, enjoy the commercial hustle if you will mm-hmm. perfect well that leads us on very nicely to how did you become an entrepreneur what was your career path to that point and what do you think set you up in good stead to to move into the daunting world of world of entrepreneurship yeah <laughs> and if I may add and how did you make the leap no pun intended from jumping out of planes <laughs> to entrepreneur and am I, I also add this isn't your first gig this is your second or third business because you're already an exited entrepreneur second, correct yeah second yeah appreciate yeah. that great yeah yeah um, take us back good yeah good memory mm-hmm. uh, so my dad um is an Iranian he came over in 1979 when the revolution happened uh he met my mum and then just had this incredible work ethic like with my mum they he came here with nothing studied uh, English uh, he didn't really speak anything I think he could just say thank you very much so I don't know what 
my mum and dad were sort of doing back then, <laughs> other than him just saying thank you very much. But well, it worked. Uh, yeah, grateful. It, I know. And four kids later, <laughs> yep. they create. You know, he went into the restaurant sort of hospitality um, industry, and sort of just seeing him just work and my mum just worked really hard uh, so I think just seeing that yeah. all the time no vacations no holidays no sort of time off no uh, just this ethic of putting food on the table mm -hmm. just all the time so seeing that all the time sort of led me to think that you know the only way you can control your own destiny is by doing something self um, but I had no idea that I was going to do that I didn't think I was going to own my own business I just was quite confused at school mm -hmm left school with no qualifications or anything like that, but managed to get into the British Army. Mm -hmm. So um, my granddad was in it for 24 years. My brother followed me into the military. Oh, he Alex, did if I can just pause. Your granddad, who just received what? Well, he... So we went to a recent dinner. Um, when was that? Like four, about four weeks ago, I think mm -hmm. you saw that. Mm -hmm. um, and... Yeah, we were there. I just couldn't believe like what we were doing. We were at this, this Victoria Cross and George Cross dinner uh, association who my friend, very close friend of mine, who I joined the military with, actually, he unfortunately was blown up in, um, in Iraq and was awarded uh, the George Cross, which mm. is um, an incredible act of bravery. So he was given mm. this. Mm. And I, we were invited. So I, well, I was invited. And I thought, you know what? What a cool thing to do. My granddad's, you know, he, he's 85 so I thought, we'll bring him, I'll bring him to this dinner. And my friend's in the back of this quite stuffy room, quite a big room, stuffy, old, big paintings on the wall, the size of a small house. <laughs> and we're in there, and my friend's in the, 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 the corner going, Al, come over here, Al, come over here. <laughs> and I'm kind of cutting through to sort of meet him, say hello to him. And then there's Princess Anne, her Royal Highness <laughs> Princess Royal was there. And, I'm like, and he's like, oh, Alex, this is Princess Anne. And I'm like, all right, okay, yeah. And I had 10 minutes with her just talking about business, talking about school, talking about inspiring um, the younger generation, which she does an incredible job of, actually. So mm. it was amazing to sort of be there and, uh, and sort of share the evening with some incredibly brave Victoria Cross and George Cross awarded people that have done incredible things, not just in the, in the military. There were civilians there that had done incredible things with mm. terrorist acts, and they've sort of jumped in and helped people... Um, but it was really cool. But like, the military thing has always been in my heritage like that. Yeah. My granddad was in it. My, 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 both granddad, grandfathers were, were in it. My dad didn't follow that suit. But um, going in there was life-changing in terms of discipline, mm -hmm. competitiveness, mm. you know, driving that sort of need to work hard, mm -hmm. get, get grit, yeah. which all leads into building great partnerships yeah. into your business. If you're going to you know, start a company, you need to learn the ability to, you know, well, first off, be resilient yes. because you're going to get no quite a mm -hmm. lot. <laughs> um, and then, you know, I was in there, I went to Iraq, did Bosnia, did, did Iraq as active tours, and then realised that this wasn't for me. Being told what to do wasn't really something that I enjoyed at, really? at 21. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it served me okay at the start. And then, you know, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't, it just wasn't mm. for me. Um, left after seven years service and then, decided to start a, an online sort of e-commerce website, which started with me going to the bank and borrowing 25,000 pounds, pretending it was for a car loan, spending on the business. It went bankrupt a year later. Me personally, that is not the mm -hmm. business, um, which was just an incredible life learning. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can, the UK is just incredible. Like you can really sort of fall down and pick yourself back up again and it's okay. Mm. Dust yourself off. 
um, learn from it and just move on. Um, so the journey of military to Tillo is lots of little mini learnings, failures, mini learnings along the way. Mm. Um, t- perfect timing in certain instances and not so much in other areas. Yeah. You know, started up first proper company with my business partner and best mate, saw what was going on in, in Chicago in America with Groupon. Mm-hmm. We're like, that's an incredible business. Why don't we just start that in the UK? Uh, did that. Uh, really lucky that we managed to sell it eight months later after to Quidco to well quit to Money Supermarket PLC, okay. um, world's biggest comparison website in a transaction that was reported to the city for eleven million pound. We didn't get all that money, but it was reported to see we, we we did all right out of it. And then um, Money Supermarket subsequently bought Quidco. They bought mm. Money Saving Expert, huge business, market mm-hmm. cap of like nearly four billion pounds, I think. Um, that was a huge life learning. You know, business didn't go to plan. We, we scaled it. It did okay. Corporate marriage wasn't for us. Um, went into mobile payments. Mm-hmm. And that is where the learnings of Tillo sort of came around. And the learning of partnerships, if, we're, if I'm being really honest. It was about sort of learning, how do you get scale in B2B? How do you get scale in these certain industries? And it's about creating long-lasting relationships and partnerships. Yeah. Um, and that takes a long time. They can't, you can't just do everything online, you know, or come on to that probably in a bit. But yeah, that journey was a long. And then, and then, you know, the difficulty of trying to procure gift cards for rewards and incentives for, with loyalty, that's where, that's where we try to do it ourselves. We can just go and speak to some of the incumbents out there and, and connect to them. But you, you weren't able yeah. to do that. It was all physically dominated. It was all plastic cards loaded, two days to wait for that sort of thing to happen. We're like, well... You order your Deliveroo instantly. You order. You put your Netflix on immediately. Mm-hmm. You order your cab immediately. Why can't you just issue a car to someone instantly? Yeah. And then that's where the that's where the naivety set in to start a company well, came naivety, out of it. You say naivety. Some people would say entrepreneurial opportunity. opportunity mm. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. I don't ever. Co- well, yeah, it's, it's a grand best. thing. I you know. It sounds really good. I mean, I opportunity first. I think it's this could be interesting. This could pay the bills. This could be quite cool. We'll keep it small. Mm-hmm. You know, never need to get more than 10, 15 people in the business. Now we're nearly 100 and it's like, how many more people do we need? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it starts off with just a little itch, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. how can you solve that? Then it grows. And fortunately, we're in an industry that's growing quite quickly. Mm-hmm. There's this hotbed of ecosystem of just, well, honeypot, if you will, of <laughs> opportunity. Yeah. Of, innovation happening in this space and we're we're right in the, the epicenter of it mm-hmm. that's exciting well well with that thought in mind what would you say fatilla makes for a gold star partnership or a winning deal yeah good question i think the first thing that comes in my head if i think like just coming out with it it's where value is reciprocated on both sides mm-hmm. yes absolutely. so that's the first thing that comes to my head second I think that has to be done in person to some extent. Mm. Yeah. You know, we've done deals with people, very large companies. Some of the biggest deals that we've done have been in COVID and we've not met those people. Now, I would argue if we hadn't made the effort to meet them when we could, you know, that partnership might not be as strong as what it is today. Mm-hmm. So I think here having a stand being that opening that ability to shake hands, sit down and have a coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's really powerful. 
I think we, you know, we, 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 as you know, we started off in the pandemic yeah. and we, we were all about facilitating partnerships virtually, but we would also advocate so passionately the power of physically being together as well. You can't replicate that online. I think, no, we, I think I, a lot of people perhaps, you know, thought that that was possible, but it, I don't think it is. It's but also it, the building of the relationship, isn't it? You can yeah. meet initially online, yes. and then, but you need those physical contacts to build that relationship. And I think businesses like yours are doing a good job of bringing those people together mm -hmm. because... It's not easy to do that. We get no. we're all being spammed on LinkedIn mm -hmm. from these automated things, and now ChatGPT's helping yeah. with that on scale. <laughs> yeah. um, and you don't know what's real, yeah. what isn't. I had a, I had an email only a, the other day through something quite important, and the person had forgotten to put like in, if this is in a, an email chain. So I'm talking to this person. I might have spoken to them on the telephone. And then the response to what I might there note, it actually had, do you want to regenerate the response? Oh so they, put, they copy and paste this reply and it's still that wow. they'd removed, they hadn't removed this, this point in the bottom, yeah. which, you know, come from ChatGPT. I think people just wow. have this open as a personal <laughs> assistant. They just go, oh, just write that email for me, would you? And it's just, you know, does that create a long-lasting partnership? No, no. it doesn't. Hopefully not. <laughs> not if you Hopefully haven't not. bothered to write a five-minute yeah. email to me. Yeah, exactly. It's compelling in terms of how, you're, how much effort you're putting in. Absolutely. But I think... I think the other thing that comes into it is doing your homework, isn't it, mm -hmm. with anything. If you're doing your homework, I had, um, you know, we're not raising any money. We don't intend to raise any money anytime soon. Um, that said, there's a few businesses that reach out. I thought, oh, I wouldn't mind having a chat with you. And this one gentleman from this one firm sent this really personalized note. Mm -hmm. And you could tell, I mean, I'm a salesman. Like, when you see that someone's put the effort in, mm -hmm. You're like, mm, I need to respond to yeah, that. That's absolutely. that's that's interesting, absolutely. and yeah, sparked up a bit of you know friendship on that. But it's a, uh, you know, that's a, that's a cold email straight into someone's inbox, trying to get their attention when there's mm. you know we all know we're all busy people. Yeah. How do you cipher through it all? And it's like, oh, that that's interesting. They've actually really taken the time to to think about. Mm -hmm wanting to work with us yeah. which is which is interesting why, why do you think people try and short circuit that and not take the time because it's not a great deal of time is it really no and i think about all the things that i've done like it all takes time it yeah. but then the output of it is significant you can't mm. shortcut it there's mm -hmm. no way of shortcutting it i don't think and if you expect that i just think that, well you're on a hide into nothing in some respect you've become unstuck and uh, if you're expecting a very busy senior person, like we sell into C-suite, enterprise product, you know, they, they don't have time. People, they, these people don't have time. So you need, it needs to, the value needs to be reciprocated first off. And two, it's, it's important to take the time to think about where that person's come from and yeah. what they're doing, what's their pain points, you know, all those mm -hmm. sorts of things. It's important. So that leads on quite nicely. So you've obviously had a varied career Thinking back now, if you could take yourself back to the 21 you heading off into the army, what, uh, what advice would you give yourself in terms of career and then ultimately where you've got to today? What would you, what would you like to know starting off on the mm. journey? Oof, hard. <laughs> uh, I think it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. And mm. I mean that in the... Who cares what people think? Who cares about anything really in some respect? Like if you don't put the effort in, it's sort of on you. If you work hard, something will come out of it eventually. Mm -hmm. Just keep on going. It doesn't really matter going bankrupt, sort of seeing pain and failure or whatever along the way. It, does, it doesn't matter. 
Um, it's how you sort of yeah. look at that, I think, isn't it? Okay. And do you think actually that experience with previous businesses has strengthened you going into Tillow in terms of certain things maybe you're looking out for, you wouldn't do again, or actually things that you perhaps would do more of because you felt like you didn't do as much the, the first time around? Um, yeah, I think there's a couple of things that come into my mind there. I think one is... What's about, I think... It's a hard, I think the f first thing that comes to mind when, when I think about like, you know, what I would, what the learning points is, first thing, always look at the unit economics, mm -hmm. you know, that people can, people can delay that, you can't, you can't defy it, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. if you don't have a path to make money, that's mm -hmm. very, you know, <laughs> you know, we've been, we've been very fortunate that we did our unit economics when we went into this, this world of, of loyalty, if you will, or rewards, and, you know, we're looking to get profitable mm -hmm. very quickly. We did get yeah. profitable very quickly. We're very fortunate. We raised £1 million back in 2016. We've raised no more money ever since. Mm. You know, that, that's sort of the journey that we've taken on that front in, in trying to build a sustainably growing business which can support our customers, our team, and the future innovation that we're trying to create that will be around for many years to come. So doing unit, your homework mm -hmm. on unit economics. Two, can't skimp on good talent yeah you know we i have done that many a time mm -hmm. in other businesses and in this business in the early days and you basically need to pay what people are worth there's no point to chipping someone if they're looking for a hundred thousand pound because they're going to deliver something and that's their market rate mm -hmm. and you try and chip them to 90 that doesn't make someone feel very good so yeah. i think give them what they want and have clear objectives and it's like that's gonna you're on good footing yeah. to uh to, to make partnership. Yeah. exactly i think and i i I didn't follow that advice early on, if I'm honest. Mm -hmm. I think three, um, you know, culture. You know, I, I probably didn't look at it that much when I was younger. I didn't really think much of it. It was just, you know, do as you're told sort of attitude. <laughs> um, military sort of. Yeah. Whereas with Tillo, very different. You know, I, I'm quite proud of the culture and the values that we hold in the business. Mm. Uh, and that's been trying to be as transparent as you can be in a business. And... You know, we, we're, I'm proud of what we've created on that front. Yeah. I mean, you, that's a perfect, you almost read the script. Um, no, 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 it's perfect. That came up with me on the fly, that, well, I'll well, have you know. Well, best things pop up. Um, but that, that's perfect. We wanted to talk to you about culture. So, you know, you've led teams of soldiers. You've created teams of people to support your growing business. How do you go about creating winning cultures Mm, and, and what's been your learning actually from as you say the sh the the tell mm -hmm. which can still is necessary from time to time but but from the, what, the from the tell through to perhaps where you are now and empowering people empowering mm -hmm. people to deliver and to grow you would love to hear your thoughts on how you well not your thoughts how have you done it mm. yeah i think so for trust is is isn't given like you know, I can't remember who said that. There was someone famous I was listening to the other day. It said, mm -hmm. trust is, it's, it's not given, it's earned. Burns, and it's like, yeah. it's so true. Mm -hmm. It is. You don't just, you don't just trust people. It don't work like that. It's reciprocated. It takes time to do that. Um, so I think that that's a given in business that, you know, you, if someone comes along asking for certain things immediately, it's like, well, you know, that you know, I run the, you know, I'm running the business. I'm trying mm -hmm. to make sure that I'm the steward of it, if you will. Mm -hmm. And it's important to to respect that fact in some in some respects. Mm. Um, I think 
being as open as you can. If you can't afford, because you're a small business, mm-hmm. certain benefits or rewards or certain comp packages that they've someone's read on LinkedIn that someone's been given, mm-hmm. it's like, that's fine. Just mm-hmm. be open on that. Yeah. We are looking to get this stuff in time, mm-hmm. but we need to make some money first. Mm-hmm. We need these partnerships to come in. We need... We need this to work. We need some revenue in. We need to do this raise or whatever it might be. You know, we recently took the whole team, nearly, what, 90 of us to, yeah, not everyone could come, but we took nearly 90 people to Croatia on a three-day trip. Incredible. That's been seven years in the making. That isn't just a, it's happened yesterday. Seven years to be able to do that sort of cool thing and Mm -hmm. create memories. And it's a holiday. It wasn't a work thing. It was a pure zip lining, whitewater rafting, lots of drinking, eating, great food and everything mm-hmm. like that. But that's seven years to get to that sort of point and not every business is able to do that. Can we do it every year? I don't know. It's all about all coming together. And I think just being as open and as clear on the strategy, where you're heading, what you're doing, why certain people have left. Mm-hmm. Why? That's, that's really okay. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. People yeah. leave. Yeah. People have done time that's and life. they'll move on. People yeah. will leave because they don't particularly feel that they can help a business that's gone from five people to 100 to 200. It's like, that's cool for people to hop off. Completely. We, we say I, about that, um, uh, you know, sometimes people for seasons. I think it's, yeah, yeah. it's a season mm. of a business. Yeah. Some people like the early days. Some people don't feel comfortable with that. Equally, some people don't, you know, feel like they've done their piece to move the business forward and, yeah. and want to go on to another challenge. But yeah. that's I never a bad that, thing. And I think there's a group of people in those that may have not come from that sort of journey. Yeah that maybe see people leaving quite often as a, as a bad negative or negative thing. thing. Yeah. And as long as the messaging is very clear mm-hmm. and people are being open and honest, then I think it, you're, you're, you're okay. Yeah. As long as you're open and honest, I think you've just, you know, obviously you can't talk about why every single person leaves the business because that's not fair. That's sort of, mm-hmm. you know, it's no. respect to people's privacy. But if you're open and honest about the strategy, you know, thanking people for their work, not just hiding these sorts of things if they leave. It's like, yep. cool, thank you for all your hard work you've done today and, you know, all the best for the future. I think that's the key, isn't it? Just being honest. What, do, what, what practical things does Tillo do to instill this, or to, to, not instill, to, to, to grow this empowered, high-performing culture? Mm. What kind of things do you do on a day-to-day basis? First off, you never, it's just never, it's not just done. It's always no. being improved. You're always looking and reviewing it. I spent a lot of time myself and the team working on the values. And these aren't just Mm -hmm. words. These are words, meanings, and sentences that have really been wordsmithed and refined and thought out that is embodied from the top to bottom. So leadership needs to embody Mm -hmm. embody those values as well as, you know, everyone else in the company. Absolutely. Um, And then surveys, quarterly, relaying those results if they're good or bad Mm -hmm. you know all those sorts of things into the business so that people are very clear on where we're looking to get better certain areas of improvement happiness ratings all these sorts of things are just super important on making sure that people first off know where their career paths are heading Mm -hmm. and where that might you know stop and start or whatever or needs for improvement you know how Tillo is evolving yeah as a business or a company is improving as a business, that is consistently being happening. Like the Tillo in a year is different to that. That's, that also needs to happen. Yeah. The culture will, in, will go a certain way and we need to ensure that that continues. Yeah. Um, and then consistent one-to-ones, like the one-to-ones are important. Yeah. We can't just blow them off. You know, I do mine weekly, but mm-hmm. it's like half an hour personal 
you know, stuff going, you know, what, what's happening here, managing people, looking after people, making mm -hmm. sure that people look, feel like they can be as open as they can do on each side. Brilliant. Yeah. And with the evolution, as you say, the evolution of culture, evolution of the business, where do you see partnerships evolving? So in the next year, what's your thoughts around partnerships in general? And then kind of thinking about your business, you know, what part will partnerships play in the next 12 months for you guys? I think I did allude to it earlier, but, you know, face to face, like so crucial. I think mm. we're going to be doing more. We're doing this Tillo dinner series. Mm. It's all around bringing prospects, our own clients, connecting, mm. basically connecting people. We're doing know, similar thing. Which actually. is the same. Yeah. You're doing, mm. as I say, doing these panels that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, mm. it's bringing people together to have healthy discussion and actually creating decent, you know, foundations of partnerships that can last a long time. Mm. Um, so I think we're doing more traveling. We're do we've never exhibited and having stands anywhere. We've got a stand here, but like, you, that is really reinforced to me the importance of being present mm -hmm. and being there shaking hands do it you know trying to foster a you know we're a network at the end of the day a marketplace so it's important that we in two look internally and go how do we connect better how do we facilitate trade better how do we bring people together so it's all around meeting that's what that's what we're working on it's all um trying to bring people together trying to figure out that you know, can we introduce people that have just got nothing to do with our business to these businesses, mm -hmm. like doing stuff off track, you know, actually really trying to help our clients in these ecosystems. Um, so, yeah. And to round us off, if I, if I may, one last question, and you've, you have answered it in some ways, but I want to ask it to you in a slightly different way. What would be the one piece of advice you would give to budding partnerships people um, starting out? Or the one piece of advice you would give to a business looking to create a strong long-term partnership i think i read this the other day i don't know if i took it off someone but i'll take it i'm gonna say it anyway. <laughs> take it. i'm being honest I'm not, I'm not some grand visionary but like i i think for me it's doing your homework mm -hmm. it's you know it doesn't matter if you bang the phones 50 times a day to see output actually it can take hours to research and figure out who you want minutes. to work with minutes hours mm -hmm. It can take weeks sometimes to figure out what, how that connects and how you're going to get in there to sort of present your solution or whatever it might be. Take your time, yeah. do your homework. Yeah. And I think, you know, that in, its, in itself will, will pay off dividends. Brilliant. Well, Alex, that's a perfect place to end. We can't thank you enough thank for joining for us for the me, second mate. time thank on you. Game yeah. Set Matchup. Yeah. Our pleasure. This time live in Amsterdam at Money 2020. Thank Enjoy you. the rest of the show. Yes. Take care thank and you very we much we'll see you next time somewhere in the world. Jenny, Greg, thank you. Honestly, thank you. really appreciate it. Our pleasure. Good afternoon. Thank Thanks for joining this week's Game Set Matchup. Tune in to hear more about the need to knows and the do's and don'ts when it comes to creating successful business partnerships.